hang on a minute. Yes, 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 yes. Phones are amazing, John. So much power and technology at your fingertips. When they work. They're not really phones, are they? They're not really phones, are they? We don't use them for calling. Um, so... I've lost your camera. Oh, this is ridiculous. Here we go. Am I back? Ah, you're back. There we are. Wonderful. Yeah. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Chippenham and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. You are tuned in to Sheer Isolation with myself, John Ponting in Cricklade. And Kieran looks like he's hiding under the rafters of the Neil Tall in Chippenham. I might be wrong. No, you're right. You, you, you're getting used to my backgrounds now. As you know, I like to venue hop because I'm always doing this on the fly when I'm in the middle of doing something else. So this is one of the penultimate times I'll ever be in the Neil and getting close to the end now before I leave. But I am under the stage in the Neil in Chippenham. Um, yeah, so Kieran is. Moving on to pastures new, still staying in the county, just heading down to Trowbridge instead of Chippenham. I live in Trowbridge, it makes sense, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. Cutting down on your air miles. I had my MO, car MOT, right, come back um, just last week. Do you know how many miles I drove last year? Probably a lot less than the year before. No, no, quite the opposite. I did 15,000 miles last year. Ooh, how do you manage That's that? That's ridiculous. It's because I'm driving my daughter to school and driving to Chippenham. So I'm driving to Lavington, to Chippenham, to Lavington, to Trowbridge. As it's about 60 miles every day. 15,000 miles! I'm hoping next year it'll be like 4,000 miles. Yeah, that, that is adding up. That, that is ridiculous. You need to watch your carbon footprint, mate. Get a hybrid. So, purpose of, uh, <laughs> anyway. this show, purpose of this show is to promote the local music and art scene. We do that by playing a couple of tracks and interviewing people. You will have noticed throughout August that um, we, we've had a couple of compilations just because it's summer holidays and everyone's making the most of the fact that we can now get away. So we have been struggling with guests, which is why this week's guest uh, appears to be me. <laughs> You're not our plan B, John. You're not our plan B. I, I think I am. It, it's perfectly valid. I mean, we've been pre- uh, presenting this show for over a year now. I think it's only right that we validate ourselves. So uh, this week it's my turn to explain why I am part of the local music scene. Excellent. But before that, we're going to play a track, aren't we? Indeed, yes. This is a track called Everything You Are by a musician called Onika Venus. Uh, And the reason I've chosen Onika uh, is simply she's local. She's from Bristol via Gloucester. She is a musician, singer-songwriter. She is going to be performing at Chippenham Town Hall in a few weeks. So very excited about seeing her. Uh, but she was also my earworm for BBC Introducing in the West this week. I picked another one of her tracks for another radio session. She's an absolute talent. I, I think she's fantastic. This is a slightly different one from her. This is just a straightforward acoustic singer-songwriter track. But she's got an awful lot to offer. So this is Anika Venus, a track called Everything You Are. You got my heart shooting stars My head making troubles in the clouds Something about who you are That made me want to take you home Feeling alive I'm feeling the screw Out here on this dance floor Everything you are, everything you are, pulling me, pulling me close to you. 
is everything you are from Anika Venus. I mean, I've, I've known Anika and her um, husband, Mark, for, for many years, because Mark does or used to do quite a lot of open mic and music nights around Bristol City Centre. So I bump into them quite a lot. She's just got such a, a, a liquid voice. It just uh, uh, kind of dribbles into you, doesn't it? Into your soul. That, that just those lovely tones. <laughs> I could have praised lovely. that. It is lovely. <laughs> you probably could have done. <laughs> no, it is, it is. And her album, the last track on her album is like this organ track with a choir. And it's absolutely sensational. Absolute talent. A lot of fun. I had no idea you knew her. How lovely is that? Ah, uh, full of surprises, me. <laughs> I haven't seen them for many well, years, though, to be to be fair. Well, I think that brings us ni- nicely, John, on to you being the subject of our interview this week, because you've got quite a long history, as you know, in, in the scene, as much as I have um, in different areas. And obviously, you've met a lot of people along your way. So I think we start off with how did you get into music? Do you know, it wasn't music initially, it was radio. And then I went from radio into music. So when I left school, so we're talking, I, I don't want to give my age away, but this is, this is a good <laughs> over 20 years ago. 
I didn't go to uni. No, my, like my mum, my dad, my brother, none of us went to uni. So I didn't consider that I had to go. Although there's always that pressure on you from school, isn't it? They're, 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 everyone's saying yeah. you must go to university. It's a good life experience now. For me, life experience was to go out and get a job and work out what I'm doing with my life. And, and it's um, put you in good stead. Oh, well, thank you. I went on to, a, to do a, a journalism course with, at the time was the Stroud News and Journal. And it was around that time that people from that office were setting up a radio station in Stroud, which was called The Falcon. And I ended up going there with my newly, newly learnt journalist skills, went into radio. And uh, The Falcon was basically like a, a very small commercial radio station. And since then, I've always dabbled in and out of radio. Well, just go back to The Falcon very quickly. Was this the time when radios have been deregulated? Oh, in, in terms of when local radio ca- could be defined as local? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's spot on with that. Yeah. So uh, I suppose it's not really that well known among the general public, but you only need to broadcast a couple of hours of local content a day to be classed as a local radio station now. Whereas before you had to have a lot more local music content. Now, the, the radio stations that we go out on are, uh, as far as I'm aware, fully localised content. But other stations that, that may well be available on your dial, you, you could only be looking at a couple of hours of actual locally produced content a day. And even the news is no longer created in, in the location. Whereas back when I was working in radio, great times to be a journalist because you had to have a journalist in your radio station to be producing local content. So yeah, that, that, that's all kind of gone now, which is a shame. Oh, it is a shame. It is a shame. Very much so. <laughs> From there and, and then um, having a partner who was a musician, uh, who still is, um, you can look her up as Els, who's still gigging and touring around uh, North Wiltshire and beyond. We, we kind of... Um, move then more in towards doing open mic sessions this was about the same time you started sheer music here and it was around 2004 2005 yeah bang on when um we started our first open mic session which was for monsbury carnival which um they, the monsbury carnival has just um come to a conclusion now for for another year they managed to get a few things in into the calendar they didn't get a full calendar because of um people are still a bit iffy about restrictions and stuff but yeah yeah Car- carnival's a really good cause they raise a lot of money for, for local charities do you remember much from from that era <laughs> um i don't remember much from last week mate <laughs> <laughs> my, my memory of 2004 and that general time was that there was an awful lot of ambition and ability and things were changing and people, we were taking advantage of those changes like the deregulation of radios like the ability to do gigs in pubs and so on and it was a really exciting time and I guess you must have had the same same experience or a very yeah. similar one what we found is that there was a real appetite for performers to want to play in pubs there, there weren't a huge amount of people particularly around North Wiltshire and the Cotswolds who had the speakers and the setup who could give people kind of a, an outlet to to perform in front of a live audience so we, we found that very quickly because the first open mic we did was very popular and we had plenty of people turn up on the night with their guitars and uh, wanted to play. And the audience was, that was at the Rose and Crown in Malmesbury. So it's still going as a venue um, under different owners and it's yeah. been kitted out, um, but they still put music on occasionally. So then we thought we'll do another open mic a month later, which was in Tetbury at the Priory. And then after that, we uh, did another one in a different venue and we ended up creating this troupe, this, this traveling open mic circus where we'd go to a different pub every month and some places you go to you you'd find musicians who would just play in their pub but other ones who would follow us wherever we go which was lovely so we ended up with this nice little family of of musicians that sounds amazing we dubbed ourselves the 4014 project the 4014 being the road which 
links um, Malmesbury to Nailsworth, but at the time it was the only thing that really Malmesbury and Tetbury had in common was the B4014. That was the only thing that the two towns have in common. There's a lot of rivalry between the two towns. Um, but that, that, main, that main stuck. But yeah, no, it was it was a lovely little community that we we had, and then we just kept doing these open mics for a good four or five years, um, maybe even more uh, longer than that. So so through that, kind of met all these different acoustic musicians, such as Corky, such as Alison Huswick, uh, previous guest on on the show. Plen- plenty of names I could roll off, but yeah, these are these are people who I've all met through the four hundred one four projects open mic sessions. But what's really lovely is you're meeting similar people to the what I was meeting, but in a different area. So that probably aided that concept that there was a lot going on, certainly in the southwest. Mm. Yeah, I mean, from from my understanding, what you were doing at the time, rather than open mics, was actually booking bands and doing gigs, pr- pretty much similar to what you're doing now. Whereas we took the approach, myself and else took the approach that we would always do uh, music nights for free, as in we wouldn't pay musicians, but we wouldn't charge an entry fee either, because we knew that there were other people like yourselves doing actual promotion and and wanting to pay musicians and wanting to to get some finances going whereas we took the idea that we're, we're just doing it as a hobby it's it, everything's free we're not going to have featured artists everyone's equal and that's really lovely i mean i didn't start off uh, with the concept of being a capitalist it all just happened accidentally so <laughs> i was very lucky that i made some money out of it <laughs> that's what they all say <laughs> <laughs> i've agreed so you were doing that for a few years then you got involved with tree fest yeah, well, aside from the open mic, you know, we, we did do other things in the summer. So we did help out people who were doing like the small, what I would call like the farm festivals. You know, people who'd set up a little festival in a field and have a couple of stages and we'd get involved and like run maybe the acoustic stage or something like that. So we've done that a, a little bit. But yeah, it was in 2011. And, and this is um th- this is perfectly timed because this is 10 years ago, pretty much to the week that the very first Tree Fest happened. You can go back and look at our previous episode with Simon Huff from from Forestry Commission because he's he's the guy who kind of brought himself and Els on board to to run uh, effectively the, the music stage for Tree Fest. So this was kind of a, a progression from a previous festival at Westonbourne Arboretum called the, the Festival of Wood or the Festival of the Tree, which had been running for years and years. And it was more focused towards arts and crafts and, and sculptures and, and art, that kind of thing. And they, they wanted to introduce music. They knew that we knew a lot of people in the local music scene, particularly acoustic and folk, and that's exactly what they were looking for. So they, they asked us, can you run a festival of this size? And yeah, of course we can. We've never done anything that big before, but I'm, I'm an organised no. person, so it was not a problem at all. That's amazing. That, that, you know, you're the sort of person that says yes to stuff and worries about the details later, and I like that. That's, a nice, that, that's, that's the sort of person that gets things done. <laughs> I know my limits and that was definitely within my limits it's just I hadn't done it before there's a, there's a difference between saying yes to everything and knowing your limits <laughs> so you've, you've done Falcon you've done Tree Fest how did you wind up at Swindon 105 okay so yeah as I said I've always dabbled in and out of radio so when I left uh, the Falcon and, and went off to do kind of non-music and non-radio related things to, to earn money I, I kept in with the uh, community license stations which are the ones that kind of run temporarily or the ones which have a, a charity or, or a good causes status. The very first one of those shows I did, which again was through the 414 project, was on Carinium Radio in Sirencester. Yeah. And they, they had licenses to run a couple of weekends a year, so they'd only have uh, be on there for, for special occasions. But we had a two-hour session. We, we got um, very similar to what this podcast is, really, chatting to musicians and playing local music. Meanwhile, what was happening at Swindon 105 is Brian Keane, another previous guest on this show, because we, we have all the big hitters on this show. He, he was helping out on a show 
uh, on Sunday nights in Swindon, which, which again, very similar to this show, was local music. They have live music on. They talk to bands. They do interviews. I remember it well. I send them all my press releases and MP3s saying, can you plug my gig, please? Can you plug my gig, please? They, yeah, exactly right. Now, I, obviously, I know Brian because Brian was a, a, a sound man. We were working in the same circles. But although I never classed myself as a sound sound man because I never got paid for anything. You know, I, I could work a sound desk and I was fine with a, like doing the, like a, an open mic session. So, so we, we did cross paths quite a lot. Brian was doing, uh, ended up with the show because the other presenters had left. And he really couldn't do the presenting and, and the, the desk, driving the desk and having live bands on all at the same time. You know, that's not possible, really. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll get involved with that. And, and that's where, uh, that's how I ended up working on that show for, must have been a good three, four years at Swindon. Every, every Sunday night, get a live band in. And they, no, they, there's um, no better way than sp- passing your time, is there, than, than events and music and people? Well, definitely, yeah. I mean, there, there are all kinds of stories we could tell you about. The, the amount like one time we we invited a ukulele troupe in, into the studio at, at Swindon there was about 20 of them and it, it's not like you're in like you know you see like on the BBC these really stylish no this this is all charity run so all, all the equipment's second hand you know there's there's it's not a fantastically big room you know it's, <laughs> so to fit it, yeah. all these people in and, and and like have microphones wired up all over the place was was very entertaining just considering it was a two-hour show and it took like half hour to set people up <laughs> why did we do it i don't know <laughs> we set ourselves a challenge and we rise to it it was during your downtime really that i met you properly wasn't it oh yeah we've known each other for years and years but only through like texts we were aware of each other i suppose in, yes. in the way that north koreans are aware of south koreans <laughs> yeah, you know, right. we, really uh, wary of each other. our paths <laughs> never crossed but we knew we were neighbors <laughs> And very much so. The, the music scene is very small, as we have discovered through doing this podcast. But yeah, so yeah, I say we were friends on social media, etc. But haven't actually hang out. And then one day we turn up at Two Thousand Trees in the same camp with the same mutual friends. Yeah, and it's, the rest. Well, that's how it works, is, isn't it? That's yeah. how it works. We work in the same circle, so your paths are always going to cross with the same people. And yeah, and you were you were amazingly generous because you said to me, Shakiran, shall I just make you a flag for next year's festival?" And I said, "Please do," and you did. Well, I had a flag and you didn't, so yeah, that's only fair, isn't well, you know it? it? You know what it's like when you're juggling so many balls. There is only so much time in the, in in the world, and I did not have time to make a flag, but you did, and it's a beautiful <laughs> flag, and I've still got it. Well, that that was in my lull, you see. So that's when all my music stuff had kind of come to a natural end. So then I just went into making flags for people. <laughs> um, well, I think that that brings us quite nicely to an overall view of who John Ponting is. You picked a track for us, which hopefully is related to your time on radio. And it, it's, it symbolises the, the shared ground that you and I both had for a, quite a long time. And he's part, one of our friends. Who have you picked for us? Yeah, well, there's a few reasons I've, I've picked Corky. Um, hey! First off, he's announced this week that he is uh, the official support act for the Wurzels when they do their West of England tour uh, in, in the coming months. So there's plenty of venues. That they're playing out so look them up look up the wurzels corky is supporting them in pretty much every one of their gigs well done um, corky google them if you want to catch up with the wurzels but also our very first open mic as i say which was um around 2005 time in in Malmesbury, corky came to that and that was the first time he had ever played in public that's amazing so you had the first ever corky gig i did yes you know, when when the Southwest becomes its own country nation, um, he's gonna his his song is gonna be the anthem, and he will be our president. And you can say that you platformed him from the very beginning. It took me at least two years to catch up with that. <laughs> 
Well, we all know that Corky will one day become president of the Southwest when when we do when we do have a decentralized society. <laughs> he will be our number one. At the very least, he will be minister for music. <laughs> At the very least. So, what track have you chosen for him? It's called "Dairy Farming Is Harder Than You Think." It's a little bit political, but uh, hey, that's Corky for you. This song is uh, called Public Enemy versus Crisis in Dairy Farming Industry. Catchy title. <laughs> it's actually called Dairy Farming is Harder Than You Think. with the news is, huh? okay so yeah, is let it me news just time say, is it news time let, let me just say first that was dairy farming is harder than you think oh. from corky and uh, look him up on google or wherever you, you get your gig listings from because he is supporting the wurzels okay now you Many can do news corky. <laughs> uh, the lovely the tour poster he's just put together he's put on it um he's put october he's put trowbridge beer festival but he hasn't specified the day and the reason for that is because i haven't specified to him which day yet either so but he is playing trowbridge beer festival as well so um you can catch him uber local to me I'd, I'd like to pick up on that point Karen, because our, our show yes. last week was only uh, a yeah. radio edit we didn't go out on the, the web at all onto the podcast so people may sure. have missed the news that you released last week about why trowbridge and why bath reggae festival was cancelled as well or postponed i should say 
Well, let's, yeah, let's delve into that because the, the reason they were both cancelled or postponed is because they didn't have enough portaloos. Now, you're probably thinking, portaloos, guys, come on, you'd have booked them months in advance. And that is the case. That is true. All of these venues have booked their portaloos. Of course they have. However, if you've sold over a certain amount of tickets, you might need to get a s- additional infrastructure, as is the case with Trowbridge Beer Festival. It was so popular. They sold so many tickets. The council said you need to supply more portaloos or whatever. And there just isn't any. They don't exist. They're not about. And the very simple reason for that is that everybody, as a result of COVID, is doing outdoor events. Makes sense, doesn't it? Outdoor safer. Great. Everybody is hiring portaloos, which means there is a national shortage of portaloos around the country. You'd never That's think not it. a line I ever thought I'd say. <laughs> well, there you go. So there we, the same there thing go. happened at Bath Reggae Festival, not enough portaloos, which is, I would say it's embarrassment, but, it, it, you know, normally, in normal times, that would be embarrassingly poor organisational skills. But in this particular event, um, it is just because everybody's doing outdoor events and they just aren't, they just aren't available. So there you go. It, it's just another thing to add to the many list of reasons why an event may well be cancelled, as if we didn't have enough reasons already in the last 18 months or so. Indeed. In other news as well, Jim Lockie has a new song out. So that's uh, Jim Lockie is getting motivated again. So for anybody who's fans of 2000 Trees and that whole community based around Cheltenham, uh, our our Lord and Saviour is back, Jim Lockie, with new music (laughs) to go check it out. This is another great Um, segue, Kieran, because Jim Lockie was our very first headliner at the very first night of Treefest back in 2011 (laughs) on the Friday night. We had Jim Lockie. Sheila, me and you, our paths have been crossing left, right and centre for years. And that's how we knew each other, John. And yet I never invited... No, I did invite you to Treefest once, didn't I? No, I didn't. No. You know what, John? Let's just, pretend, let's just say you did and I wasn't <laughs> able to come because I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, that's awks. Um, more news. Uh, this coming weekend, which is the... Uh, what were we on, like the 10th, 11th of August, uh, August September? Uh, September? Swindon Shuffle. Yeah. Yeah, great weekend of music. So um, have you got any information to hand? Well, interestingly, um, what the, the people that are organising Swindon Shuffle is Ed Dyer and Padge and, and a few other people from Swindon, all from that, that scene, that whole scene. They've just done My Dad's Bigger Than Your Dad Festival in Swindon, which was the day event to celebrate Dave Young and his life. And of all the local bands that Dave champions, um, uh, like Slaggery, and his band, the Chaos Brothers, um, and Gaz Brookfield and the company of others, full band show, um, lots of local bands in support, which I ran the second stage. Um, and it was, it was, um, it was just a wonderful, wonderful day. So that went really well. Off of that hitch, raised lots of money for charity. And the same guys are doing the Swindon Shuffle this weekend. Um, I don't have anything to hand except to say that all the venues are involved as per. So it's the Beehive, it's Level Three, it's the Victoria, etc. And they've got an amazing lineup of music, which is all, it's basically all the local bands. And what's lovely, I've been looking at the lineups um, earlier today. There's a lot of bands that I thought had split or, you know, not, were not going anymore, particularly a band called Middle Name Kill, which is an old rock band. And they're all, they're all still there. They're all still in the mix. Um, the Voos are playing. We've got, there's all sorts. The Shudders are playing. It, uh, it, nerve Endings are playing. It's, it's a brilliant lineup, brilliant group of people, um, really well worth checking out. And do you know why it's called the shuffle, John? Um, is it because the bands shuffle from one venue to or is it because the punters shuffle from one venue to another? It's because the punters shuffle from one venue to another. It's based around the concept of the Oxford punt or the Camden crawl, where lots of venues are involved, lots of lineups and bands are involved, and the audience, in theory, 
can go around each venue and experience um obviously different shows and different venues and it basically means that the the venues themselves all get the same opportunity to have an audience so it's like a level playing field it's really really lovely so yeah it's a really fantastic event do go and have your skin full of alcohol or not as the case may be and enjoy some amazing music lovely we will wrap it up i think kieran i think we've got enough Thank content much, that's going for another week excellent so, uh, uh, don't forget, you can email us, sheerisolation at gmail.com. That's sheer with two E's. And you can find us by uh, going onto your podcasting streaming platform of choice. That's where you find all of our previous shows and interviews. Thank you for joining me, Kieran. I appreciate you are uh, kind of mid-work. So you've uh, taken an extended lunch break to, to record this. And now you need to get back to it. Toodle pip. Until next time. Have fun. Speak next week. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye. <laughs>